Hi everyone, it's Bill here. This episode is a little different than usual. It's our first ever live episode. In May this year, Danny and I were invited to run an episode at Up The Game in the Netherlands. The conference was spectacular and we met a lot of cool people and went to a lot of cool talks. Now, this episode features a few of those cool people. Aside from Danny and myself, you'll hear Manda Whitney of the Room Escape Divas podcast. You'll also hear Nick Moran of Time Run in London, who now run the only official BBC Sherlock escape game, Sherlock The Game Is Now. Uh, We also have two revolving guests picked from the audience, Ethan Rodriguez-Torres of Escape New Haven and Ken Ferguson from TheLogicEscapesMe.com. We also have a big announcement to make before we get into this episode. We are now on Patreon. We have loved the support from our audience in terms of spreading the show to their family and friends, and we now have a way that you can support us directly. For people who haven't used Patreon, it's a method of donating to the show in the form of monthly payments with a few rewards thrown in. So if you head over to patreon.com slash escape this podcast, you can choose an amount to donate. At $1 or more, you'll see our blog posts. Uh, We have your name added to the hat from which we'll name future characters in rooms. At $5 or more, you'll also get access to additional episodes. The first is up now, in which I act as a detective to solve one of the first murder mysteries ever written, Murders on the Rue Morgue. At higher tiers, you'll also get access to exclusive merchandise, and even having Danny run a room for you personally before it's released. We know that not everyone has the means to donate to the show. That is perfectly fine. We love the support you've given us, and we'll keep making episodes for as long as we can design puzzles. But if you do want to help us make the show into something bigger and better, we would hugely appreciate the support. That's patreon.com slash escape this podcast. Okay, now let's get on with the show. Welcome to the first live episode of Escape This Podcast. Welcome to Escape This Podcast. It's a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. Uh, for To catch everyone up to speed, our lovely Danny here creates escape rooms out of just her head. They don't exist anywhere physically. Uh, but what we do have is this lovely, perfectly drawn map for you. You're um, welcome. Thank yeah, it's artistically you. brilliant. Um, and so in every episode, we have guests come on and they play through a full escape room, but done only through audio. Um, they'll, have, they'll be able to take notes. Um, and it's like a D&D or, or like an old text-based adventure experience. Uh, now, this episode, we have two guests currently sitting on the stage. We have Nick Moran. You have a Hi, Nick. sorry. I, I clearly don't know how sound works. <laughs> uh, and we have Manda Whitney. Hello. <laughs> and we also have a third conspicuously empty chair. Uh, so if anyone from the audience at the moment wants to come up and have a go, uh, we'll get someone up for the first half and then we'll swap them out for the second half. Do we, do we have hands? I think, why don't we start with Ethan, who had his hand up first. <laughs> Uh, Ethan, if you want to come have a sit, have a sit. If you want to come have a seat here as well, you've got a microphone. Hi, Ethan. Nice to meet you. Hey. Uh, and you've got a map. Oh, we've met. Sorry, I'm like, oh, we've met. It's cool. <laughs> Ethan. Hey. Should we be doing this all on mic for the benefit of the recording? Hi, Ethan. Lovely to meet you. And they shook hands. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, so I shake we're doing Ethan's it. We're doing, a, we're doing an audio experience, but we're doing it visually. So we have to remember sometimes to describe funny things that happen. Now, <laughs> often my role is to uh, play the games. Uh, at the moment, we're running through a ten-episode arc in which I play every game, and they connect by meta story. This is not part of that arc. This is its own standalone story, which means I will probably be doing what I often do, which is waiting to be the editor later on and just sitting and playing on my phone while, while people actually record themselves. Uh, so we'll see how that goes today. Um, and we might occasionally throw things out to the audience as well uh, as the time goes. But without any further ado, because it is a shorter episode than usual, Danny. Would you like to get everybody started? Absolutely. So the three of you and the fourth person, when we do a switch out, if that happens, you're all siblings for this room and Ooh. you are on a mission of honour and revenge because your family has been wronged and you are the only ones who can reclaim justice. All of your lives, you've idolised your grandfather, who is this nation's greatest chef. You went into professional cooking because of him, and when he died in his sleep three months ago, it was expected that you guys would inherit his restaurant, inherit his businesses, and most importantly, inherit his secret recipe, the one that made him famous all these years ago, the one that got him his first job, his first loan, his first award. What, what recipe do you think this is? I'm sure you guys all know. Bouillabaisse? Fair enough. His renowned bouillabaisse recipe. I, I know all the ingredients. I know how to that. pronounce that. <laughs> oh, oh God, that thing. Stew. Yeah, his famous stew. I was the dumb child always in this family. No, no, I'm supposed to be the dead weight. That's my excuse. Oh, two children of this family had the deformed genes. So this is what you've been after. Well, I mean, that sounds a bit rude. He died. You were sad, but you knew that this was coming. You would inherit this bouillabaisse recipe. So imagine your distress when his estate agent informed you that the recipe was stolen from his safe. What? <gasps> Look, luckily, you know exactly who's responsible. There's only one chef in town who hated your grandfather enough to do this. He goes by Grandmaster Anton, yet he even calls himself Grandmaster. Look, you've managed to find out that he took your grandfather's recipe book into his own restaurant's kitchen, copied the secret recipe, and then burnt the original so nobody could trace it back to him. So you know what you have to do. Sneak into his kitchen after everybody has left for the night and find his copy. Look, it isn't hard to get in. Uh, Grandmaster Anton is a bit of a slave driver, so all his chefs are way too exhausted to notice you as you slip in at the end of the night shift. And to be safe, you creep towards a door and it leads into the kitchen's walk-in freezer room. You let yourself in there and hang around a bit until all of the staff have left for the night. As you can see, Based on your own drawings and the images up there, there are a few bits and pieces. You have shelves, you've got some food tubs in the middle, you've got a meat fridge, the actual freezer door itself, a big fan in the corner, and a conspicuous alarm button next to the freezer door. Now, in our episodes normally, you're welcome to just say, oh, I would like to look at that a little bit close. I want to observe that more carefully. And then if there are any specific actions that you would like to do, for example, I can think of what you might want to do with that alarm button. Mm-hmm. Please just tell me and I'll let you know what happens. So you've been sitting in here for a while and the sounds from the main kitchen have stopped. And once you're pretty sure you're alone, you pull on the freezer door to get back to the kitchen and it doesn't budge. They must have set it to automatically lock for the night. Well, on the plus side, nobody knows a professional kitchen better than you guys. You can get out of this and find your grandfather's recipe. But do it quickly because it's cold in here. Can I examine the freezer door closely? Certainly. 
Does it have one of those knob thingies that you push things? <laughs> a handle. We're probably <laughs> that's, that's what they're commonly called, sister dear. <laughs> There's no obvious way to see open... See, Deadway. <laughs> Sorry. There's no way that you can see how to open this freezer door from the inside, but you do know that that's why they have that alarm there, in case someone happens to get stuck. You never enter a freezer room without somebody else in the kitchen to help you get out. Normally. Mm. Ugh. One other thing that you notice about the door is that there is a wire attached to the handle and it appears to run along the wall towards the fan. I think we should probably trace that wire. We should look along. at the fan too, right? Yeah, it's look at that. It's got a weird mm. blue thing on it. Yeah, it's, also, it's also a huge fan. Jesus, that's a giant <laughs> fan. This is an industrial kitchen fridge <laughs> freezer. It needs something huge to keep it cool. You can't see much about the inner workings of this fan when you look at it, but suffice to say it's working. This freezer is very cold. That little blue thing that you notice is a gauge on the front that tells you the current temperature, and it's attached to a sensor that must feel the air around it. So that long wire that attaches to the door, you recall a story that you've heard about how these things work, which is if the fan breaks down, the air will warm up, and once it reaches a certain temperature, it will alert the sensor to a problem, and then automatically open the freezer door so the chefs working in the kitchen can see something is wrong. I did know that, yeah. We've got to break the fan. Uh, what temperature is it currently sitting at? Uh, unclear, uh, Super I'm, cold? You don't have one of these in your own kitchen, so all you can tell is that it is currently very cold. Very cold. All right. Should we look in the tubs? Find out what's in the tubs? Yeah. These tubs, they're about hip height. They look heavy but movable, and they're each packed with a different type of food. One of them is completely packed full of tomatoes. One's about half full of lemons, and the other is maybe two-thirds full of potatoes. There is a note written on butcher's paper on top of the tomatoes. Phil, would you, would like, you like to be to, the note be voice? I get to be involved. <laughs> oh, it is all in capitals. <laughs> I'll just... It's really important. Marion, I am not letting you out until you shelved the produce. No slacking this time. Put them in the right place. Marion. <laughs> Crap. All right. Uh, should we look? Yeah, well, should we have shelves? a look on those shelves so shelves, we can find yeah. the right places? These shelves stretch all the way up to the ceiling. Almost all their space is currently taken up by baskets of fruits and, fruits and vegetables. There are three baskets that are empty. That's promising. <laughs> oh, well, let's do that. I mean, you know, we could work this one out or we could be classic kind of people in a confusing situation them all in. and just fill them all in <laughs> but let's not do it in any order let's just show some lemons in the closest one okay, okay. throw as, some lemons as many lemons as can possible a little bit of everything yeah you throw them in seemingly at random and you now have a basket that's got a bit of everything in it nothing seems to happen oh bummer can what if we put just like the tomatoes in the Left one and the lemons in the middle one and the Maybe potatoes there is, in the right one. You, you can give it a try, but like with any good escape room, there's probably a way to figure out what you need. No. Can we look really close to these the baskets? Guessing. Yeah, can we, can we get a sense of what else is on the shelf? Based on, well, the actual shelves are just any bits and pieces of fruits and vegetables. There doesn't seem to be any alphabetical order to it or anything. The empty baskets... Apart from once you take out the stuff that you already haphazardly put in there, they're quite clean. To look at them, there's nothing that would give you a sign about what should go where. Hmm. Are they different sizes? 
They're all the same size, quite large. Can we smell the baskets? I think that's a very good idea. But you ruined it because you put all the different vegetables in and now we're ah, just but we screwed. Could, by process, <laughs> I no, know no, no. reduction was never your smart point. It's like Ethan the 20 brother. second rule, the smell didn't stick. It's all good. We're good. Perfect. You can at least smell the other two. I made sure we're that you only put them in one. Here. So you give one of the baskets a sniff and the one on the left, oh, it definitely has that potato skin smell. Okay, let's shove all the lemons in that basket then. It's yeah, it's a fair. tree. Yeah, only, it's the, exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, you always yeah, wear the smarter the, brother. Li- it's the least likely response. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Would you like to go on and sniff the second basket just in case? E- I think that's yes, probably a good please. idea. Well, the middle one smells like lemons. Okay. And the right one doesn't have a huge amount of smell compared to the others. That's probably the one that you put all of your bits and pieces in. But it seems a bit more tomato-y than, <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> so Are there stains it? on it? Well, yeah. let, let's, let's, should we put the tubs in the corresponding yeah, basket? We, so. throw so we, we should throw potatoes in the fan. Which one of us is the dead weight? I'm really trying to oh, figure it out. I love shortcuts. <laughs> Don't make me regret my audience picking choice. <laughs> you already do. So, yes, so the potatoes go in the left one. Uh, we put the lemons into the middle one, and we put the tomatoes in the right one. As soon as you finish doing this, you hear a click over by the door. <gasps> it's not the door itself, it's actually the it come from the alarm button. Which you haven't looked at yet, but the button is not open to access. There's a little glass sort of cagey thing over it. Right, right. It's a, if you have to press the, uh, the alarm button, you smash it sort of thing. <laughs> but with your work, that has clicked open. Grandmaster Anton must have hooked it up to some sort of pressure sensor so that Marion couldn't get out until he'd done his job. Wow. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't like the sound of this guy. Rooms. Does he, what is his job? Does he cook? Or does He's he just, just super chef. Okay. <laughs> let's go and have a look at the alarm yeah. button mm. rather than just Yeah, let's, let's yeah, take does. a closer look at that alarm button. So look, this glass box that it was holding in is now swinging open. You can Ooh. see a note sitting on top of the button as well. What does it oh, say? Where's our note it. voice? For the last time, stop pressing the button so quickly. It breaks it. You won't die in there. Uh, I've got a question. Was this note in all caps as well? It was no. in italics. Oh, it's italics. What a variety oh. of handwriting so it should have been more, has. more dramatic than I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging. Anything you'd like to do? So, what about the meat fridge, I guess? We haven't looked yeah, at that we yet. Haven't. Oh, we could press the button. We could press the button. But Gen- it says Gen- not Wait, gently. But do we really want to set off the alarm when It'll- we're in here illegally? It is a button. And we still... <laughs> it, it sounds like button. we should press the button slowly. All right. You, you very gently press this button and you hear coming from the next room a short, obnoxious alarm go off. Um, <laughs> short. <laughs> Obnoxious. <laughs> Except you're all in here. There's nobody out there to hear it, so there's nobody coming to open the door for you. Cool. A gentle push did nothing. What about a really... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just punch it. Yeah, let's really lean hard on that freezer door. All right, on the door or on the button? Uh, uh, maybe one sequentially, then the other. <laughs> yes. We'll start with the button. All right, so you push this button with a little more force, exactly like what the note said not to do. The alarm goes off again and again, and it gets more annoying each time. (laughs) 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 
You mash it as hard and fast as you can just to keep listening to that, and suddenly the button itself comes flying off. Ooh. The spot where it was stuck in now has an exposed wire which is shooting off some dangerous sparks. You absolutely broke this. Oh, oh no. Uh, we all know no. which sister that was. Ha. <laughs> 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 Still breaking things. I'm amazing. Should okay. We, should we look in the meat fridge now? Sure, the sparks will be fine. Idea. They'll be fine. <laughs> This meat fridge, it appears to contain both some meat that is being stored for much later and some meat that's currently being marinated. The ones being marinated, they're actually sitting in clear liquid, which is a bit unusual for a marinade, but you take a look at it, take a sniff. It actually smells like excessively strong alcohol, which is pretty unusual for a marinade. Lots of chefs don't like that, but there can you I, have it. Can I drink it? You could give it a sip, but it's kind of got that raw meat flavor to it now. C- can we see what kind of she meat it is? She that. <laughs> big, big T-bones. Okay. Okay. So, uh, like, uh, 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 sibling huddle, guys. Okay. Uh, I All feel right. that we are a particularly dumb lot of kids. I don't know what went when we... We deserve this recipe. Yeah, we, we, we deserve <laughs> okay. it. I don't understand why we deserve this recipe. We but, need as much help as we can yeah, get. Yeah, but one thing I want to say is that we didn't really think about that. We need to kind of cut that wire in some way. Is there any kind of mm. implements that we mm. could look at? Like, maybe look on the shelves or some, like, not some... some, some can, we, can we connect the wire to the alarm and, like, short-circuit it or something? Oh, well, that wire is coming from the, the alarm. where the alarm button was, and it's just shooting some little flamey sparks at you right is now. Is the button itself useful at all? The button is on the floor. Okay. So I think we, if, we, if we, you know, stop the electricity flow to the fan, then, then we'll, we'll be able to actually raise the temperature and get out of there. So There may be other ways to raise the temperature. That's Let's dance. Can we, can we set the alcohol on fire? <laughs> Uh, yes, that's that true. That wasn't what my mind went to, and I think that's illegal in all countries. <laughs> <laughs> but he is our enemy. <laughs> I'm not going there for, for the recipe. You're such... It's what grandfather wouldn't have wanted. He's like such a square brother. Gosh. <laughs> no funds. Um, I okay. think that you may have something there. With the fire. Yeah, setting fire to the alcohol. So we need a way to make... Sp- oh, we can have we, sparks. Yeah, can we bring the tubs over, or the tubs of meat? Whatever you can take meat tubs. Right, you can absolutely do that. You can take some of that meat over towards your sparking alarm. Yeah. You grab one of the T-bones and you hold it up near the box. This one of the sparks lands directly in the center of the meat, and the whole top of it catches a light. It's not burning your hands, but Ooh. it's definitely getting there. Okay. Okay. Um, do we bring this fire over to the fan now? Maybe. Let's do it. You hold your fiery slab of meat up to that sensor. The flames. <laughs> so many times in my life. Fiery. This one big fiery like slab of meat. Why do I have to hear it so many times? Three times the day. <laughs> so practically, those flames are just going all over the sensor. You see its reading going up, up, way past normal cold room temperature. And it starts beeping. It gives an angry little warning beep that tells you that something is wrong with it. And after about 10 seconds of this... The freezer door gives an almighty lurch, and it is open. Yay! You dispose of your flaming meat in whatever fashion you think appropriate. I eat it. Mm. (laughs) I can't argue with that. It should be cooked now, right? It's cooked. When she was a kid, she was riddled with salmonella all the time. I've I've built up a tolerance for it. 
Well, now you are free to head out into the rest of the kitchen. You are done with this freezer. Yeah, let's go oh. to the kitchen. You get to where you're most comfortable. Oh, oh, yeah. right. oh no. <laughs> Welcome to the kitchen, but sadly on his way out, Ethan trips, oh, no. breaks his legs, and you just leave him behind. So, Ethan. But you find a secret fourth sibling waiting for you in the kitchen. Can I grab a new member of the audience? Thank being you, Ethan. replaced. <laughs> well done. It's been an honour. Does One anybody else want to have a go for the second half of this room? We all, are we all too afraid? Ken, do you want to come up? <laughs> oh, look, it's our significantly older brother, Ken. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the one no one ever wants well, to talk uh, the about. The smart one. The smart one from the other marriage that no one likes to talk about. He's the black sheep, being yeah. all smart and all. Yeah, and he's the grey sheep. Yeah. Now, you may have noticed that one of the key things about doing an audio-only escape room is that while we still try to follow some of the rules, we still have locked doors and all of that, you can be significantly more destructive. There are some things that I don't want destroyed, but sometimes setting things on fire is the correct answer. <laughs> Don't set the kitchen on fire. Yet. <laughs> All right, so you can take a look at what you've got now. You can let me know if anything's unclear. So one thing I will say, you've got your line of six stoves up there. You have a prep counter, which is just a stainless steel metal counter. And on the underside of it, there's you know a rack of things underneath. So what that arrow means. So we're looking for the recipe. You are that looking for your grandfather's thing. secret recipe. Siblings, sibling huddle again. I just okay. want to confirm that we're not going to use the first aid to revive our fallen brother. <laughs> no, I was going to use it to I was um, going to use it for my hands. burns yeah. from eating that meat, but... Yeah, I don't, no. uh, no, 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 care no. about the brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. He broke his leg falling over. <laughs> it's true, and, uh, and it's sort of like every man gets left behind. Can we close the freezer door? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> he will be found there by Grandmaster Anton in the morning. <laughs> Alive? <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but it's everything Grandfather wanted. Can, uh, shall, shall we investigate we check, the room? Yeah, can we, can we... What do we explore first? There's so many things. The oven, it burns. Yeah, fire. Oven? Yeah. Fire's good. Look, this is a good industrial oven. It's exactly the same one your grandfather had in his restaurant. But all the dials are switched off. It's cooled down for the night. It's, it's not burning right now. Is Can it gas we... or electric? What do you think? Both. <laughs> what a fancy thing that Grandmaster Anton has. Can we turn it on? Uh, you can. You can take a look. You can try turning it on. When you look at the dial for the temperature, you notice, oh, one thing that is... Very eye-catching is that one of the numbers on that stove dial is completely worn away. That's a big no-no in a fancy kitchen like this. But the 220 degrees is gone. Oh, that's fun. 220 is gone. Okay. But as you turn it on, it seems like it's going to be a slow process to turn it on. But sure, it can heat up. We've got all night, guys. Okay, let's, let's keep looking. All right. <laughs> We've got a whole night uh, ahead of us. Pots and pans, what do they look like? Fry pans, saucepans, any pans you can think of, they're piled up here. You can read the brand names on some of the pot lids. They're top of the line, as you'd expect. Brands here. <laughs> um, do we, should we just keep looking around? Yeah, I want to look at these um, collections of miscellaneous devices. Ah. <laughs> Ooh. So you go under the prep counter and you take a look at the devices. Some of them are pretty straightforward, and some of them are devices that only a real kitchen enthusiast like yourselves would recognize. You spot, say, a juicer, and there's a mortar and pestle for grinding. There's a funny little one that you recognize as a corer, so one that removes fruit cores. Behind those, you find some bigger items. There's a pasta maker, 
And there's a sous vide machine, which uses a water bath and low temperatures to cook things more evenly. Yes, I know that. Of course you, know, you do. Yeah, well, stop, yeah. stop, stop assuming we don't know anything about kitchens. <laughs> like, no, Jesus. Your kitchen and I know this because I know how to cook, not because I watch a lot of MasterChef. <laughs> oh, I see. I don't, I don't know anything about sous vide. Shall we look in the fridge? There's actually Ooh. one other thing that you notice oh. sitting right on top of that sous vide machine. I know how to smell It's a note. I don't know where the note is. Here we are. <clears throat> Nobody prepares the specials but Grandmaster Anton. It's too intricate. Each ingredient requires its own method of preparation. You will get it wrong if you try. Marion. <laughs> Could we have some uh, font information and caps? It's a mix of caps and italics. Oh, wow. <laughs> so much so that it gives you nothing but a profound sense of reverse psychology. Right. Oh, God. Nothing has made you want to cook more. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we have to find some ingredients and like figure out what to do again. with them. Um, uh, should we look inside uh, that uh, fridge uh, slash chiller? Yeah, I think so. There's actually nothing that out of the ordinary about these. They're on, running, very cold. There's nothing exciting inside. No fancy ingredients or anything. Mm. It does have a nice water dispenser on the front. Water. That's kind of nice, yes. you suppose. Good yes. to know. How about the plates? What's on the plates? They're various sizes. They're all neatly stacked. So in one stack, you start with some small bread plates and then some starters or entrees, whatever you call them. The next biggest one. I know this is regional. And after that, you have the larger main plates. Okay. I, 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 I've got a question, and I want to go and look at this surprisingly irregular piece of cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> sort of this Dadaist piece of cutlery in this kitchen that we have. There are only so many shapes that MS Paint offers. <laughs> Despite the picture, it's exactly what you'd expect. It's a big collection of knives and forks and spoons of various sizes. They're all clean, and they're all in really good condition. Okay. What's outside the service window? You actually can't see what's outside the service window. That would be the window that goes out into the restaurant. But at the moment, it is locked. And it requires a key to open it. <sighs> Not can, a combo. No. Can Not we look combo. in the first aid kit? Yeah. Absolutely. It has all the usual bits and pieces that you might require in a kitchen. Lots of band-aids, bandages. It's got some nitrile gloves, some ethanol wipes, tissues, an EpiPen. The huge... <laughs> um, what's in the sink? The sink is pretty large. It's got some recently cleaned glasses in the draining area and a single uh, saucer sitting in the sink. A saucer. So can even smaller than the bread plate. Can we examine the saucer? You can, and you give it a look. It looks like it's been given a half-hearted sort of clean. On the bottom, there's actually something printed almost in a very thick black marker, and it looks like a plus symbol. Plus. Okay. A plus symbol like that on the first aid kit, or a plus symbol that's It more... looks more like a plus symbol, like a plus symbol. Cool. Okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks, omniscient narrator. <laughs> you know these things. <laughs> um, Amanda, do you want to wash your hands? Because you touched raw meat. I did. You Can I wash my hands, please? Well, it's but in your mouth. Is there any clean. point? But okay, you turn on the sink. Well, actually, the sink 
It shoots out near boiling water, so you can barely wash your hands in it. You try to turn on the cold tap, but it doesn't seem to be working. You, you scald yourself even worse. So I just burn myself more. This isn't going well for you. No. Nope. <laughs> you really are the stupid sister. But this is also just classic Amanda. Throughout our childhood, she wasn't eating meat, she was getting her skin boiled off. You were a butt face, so there. <laughs> uh, what's on the cutting boards? The cutting boards you cannot quite examine as thoroughly as you'd like to because they're in a cupboard, as my diagram clearly shows, and Mm. that cupboard is locked with Mm. a three-digit combination lock. Through its glass front, though, you can see that all the boards are stacked up neatly. They're different sizes. Some are plastic, some are wood. Can we try the combination 220? You try, but it does nothing. So sorry. Oh, that's the only idea I had. <laughs> Can we look at Don't the stones? <laughs> well, um, you'll, get, you'll get there. It'll happen. Uh, Looking at the stoves, you say? Yes. There yeah. are six large gas hobs, three rows of two, and they all seem to be in working order. Nothing uh, shocking yet. Just a quick question. Is there anything on the prep counter? Yes, there is. I'm glad you asked. Those, four, those five rectangles do indeed represent... Things. <laughs> At the moment, there are five platters of ingredients sitting out. They haven't had any preparation done to them yet. Ooh. One of them is a fillet of lamb. Delicious. Another is a b- ball of pasta dough. Oh, delicious. You have some oranges. I don't like oranges. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Say the catchphrase. Some <laughs> apples. Apples. We need your no judgment comment. on the apples. Oh, I, 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 I thought maybe Amanda was like a fruit fan, so I was like, I, was like, <laughs> I like them apples. Yeah, yes. good. And the last one, some cumin seeds. Fantastic, the best food. <laughs> you, you eat them by the handful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cumin, just the seeds. Yeah, it's a, I grew big and strong based on them. His <laughs> grandfather wanted. Uh, okay, I guess we should do things with these ingredients. Should, like, we, should we make something? You'll make it wrong. Master Anton you will told you. You clearly make it wrong. Uh, okay. Yes. What if I mortar the cumin? It seems to work pretty effectively. That you grind it all up and it now forms a nice fragrant powder. Have, have we tried coring the apples? Uh, can we try coring the apples? We can cr- try coring the apples. You put the cora through the middle of the apples and now you have some perfect apples that do not have cores. Yeah, the lamb's just going to be whatever is left over. I feel like it's the sous vide thing. Uh, it, like, oh, yeah, the lamb you would use. Sorry, can we uh, put the uh, lamb in the, um, the wa- in the water food uh, boil maker? <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that is the common term here. In the fancy cooking device. The yeah. fancy cooking device. Yeah, so you have to put it basically in a bag and then it sits in the water. And I, I know. Something, something vacuum, something, something low temperature <laughs> and it will cook very evenly. Okay. Could so be. you yeah, get that, that going. Okay. Juice the oranges. You get out the juicer, you plug it in, and you put the oranges in, and something actually happens. There's a funny little grinding noise that goes on in that juicer. (laughs) So, look, to be honest, you you don't want to ruin this juicer, so you stop it and figure out what's going wrong, and you open it, and there's a key sitting inside all the orange pulp. Mm. Did Grandmaster Anton hide a key inside an orange? What a freak. Okay. I'm the smart kid, but I'm also the complete finisher. Can we just use the fifth device with the um, sure. lamb, please, just to get it right? Uh, so and the then, lamb one, you got the lamb one always going, the it was pasta. the pasta. pasta. Yeah, all right, you start rolling out some pasta dough. 
Okay. You guys go open the cupboard. I'm going to make some paschetti. I'm feeling much happier now. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So should we try the key on the service window, I guess? That's the most logical thing to try. That's anything else we found locked so far? Nope, that's it. Well, there was the combination lock on oh, the cutting right. board. We could try that because we're it stupid would for a be, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You slam the key into it. So you take <laughs> the key, you unlock the service window, it does work, the shutter lifts open, you can see out into the restaurant. Freedom! <laughs> you don't want freedom, that's not the goal here. I didn't even draw a door on this kitchen. <laughs> that's how little escape means to you. Oh, right. But here for cooking yeah, how things. did they get in the morning? <laughs> Slide through the service <laughs> through window. The no one ever goes in. No <laughs> one ever comes around. John keeps his chest yeah, in order. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they haven't left. Yet. <laughs> maybe they're the in stove. the stoves. Yeah, all they the stories the Dad food. told us is true. So nothing looks out of place when you look out onto the restaurant. The only really prominent feature out there is an enormous ornate specials board, and on it you read lamb ravioli with cumin and baked apple in orange juice. What's the price of it? About $42. About $42. It's, about, it's very precise, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> precise approximation. Can, oh, should you can we tell cook? I wrote that down. <laughs> should we cook this thing then? We've prepared all the ingredients. I, remember, I don't remember the ingredients. Maybe you should do that. <laughs> I, I think it's all the ones we prepared just now. It did indeed happen to contain all the ingredients you found on the prep counter. Let's shove them all together in a way that makes the dish. I, we are I put it in experts. a pot. All right, so look, you do what comes naturally to you. You guys start cooking, working in perfect teamwork. You only use small amounts of the ingredients because waste is bad. Mm. But as you progress, you feel like this recipe is a bit uh, simple. Look, you know Grandmaster Anton. He seems like the type to have weird little tricks to his cooking that you might not know about just yet. And if you're going to do this, you might want to do it right. So there may be more for you to discover. Wow. Well, where haven't we examined uh, okay. properly much Did we older look brother? inside the pots? I noticed one has a lid in it. Uh, you did. You looked around. All of the pots and pans and pot lids look very normal. Um, what about the water? We have water and we have a plus sign. That is what I know. Where so did the- you find that plus sign again? We uh, found it in the, the fridge. Small- no, the plus oh, sign sorry. was on the small plate. Sink. It was on the saucer. Should we put this saucer with the other plate? Well, with those plates. Can we count there? the plates? Ah, you could count the plates. I do not remember how many I had, though. Therefore, you can probably guess that it may not be important. Uh, there are seven big plates and five middle ones. Let's and one bottom one. So <laughs> there are only try, four. Can you not try, count, stupid let's brother? Let's try that code because that's that the said, word. I just want to break the plates. That said, you can put that saucer on top of your neat stack of plates, and it does fit in pretty nicely. So you got the big ones, the medium ones, the small ones, and then this one nice little one on top. So they do seem like they sort of go together. Cool. Do we need to make a place setting or something? There's cutlery. Can we move the plates? You can pick them up. You can move stuff. I think somebody's dying older brother. (laughs) Somebody's dying in the audience. (laughs) Oh my god! What what does the dying older brother say from beyond the beyond the pale? Is there anything on the bottom of the other plates? He asks. He screams through the door. A <laughs> thing is, is thing is, is we don't really talk to ghosts, so because we're not necromancers, and he, that is also he, illegal. He's so not dead. He, oh, he's just dying. But he's, he's just... dead to us, and that's oh, the key thing. Right, 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 right. Well, keeping that in mind, therefore, it is utterly your own idea to look at the bottoms of the other plates. We're very clever. <laughs> so you pick up the one of the bread plates from the pile, and there's a letter painted on the other aside it's a v and oh apparently there are three other bread plates i did count them 
And they have letters as well, an E, an N, and an O. Would you like to look at the next level of plates? Yes, yes, please. yes, yes please. Those ones also have letters on them. An E, an N. Oops, sorry, nope. <laughs> I already read the E and the N. Remember, I'm very stupid. I can't read. An so. R, R, an O, mm -hmm. a K, an F, and an S. Mm -mm. And the biggest plates, there are four of them. They say S, L, I, and D. Slid. Slid. <laughs> Lids. Lids. Uh, anyone good? So, forks. Um, um, there we go. Oh, have you worked it out? Forks. forks. Well done. Lids. And what's vino? I know oven. it's wine, oven. but oven. Right. Thanks. We, we, <laughs> we have some anagrams. <laughs> so oven, forks, lids. So do we need to count each of those maybe? Where did that plus symbol come in? That's the what I want to know. Where it's saying that... the number's positive, not negative. Oh, I see. <gasps> oh, wait, the oven number was 220, so maybe we need numbers from the other ones and that we can add them together or something. I don't know. Can we count the forks? Can we count the forks? You can count the forks, if I can remember where counting forks comes from. It's under cutlery. You count 60 forks. It takes you a while. Ooh. Can we recount them just to be sure? <laughs> You count 59.8, so you round up. Thank you. <laughs> How about pots? No, wait, lids. How many lids? You go over to the pot lids and you count 10 of those. Okay. Well, the math. We have a 220, okay. a 60, and a 90. So, no, a 60 and a oh, 10. A 60 and a 10. 290. You, you were, were reading my sheet. You are currently <laughs> writing a 9, so I said it. <laughs> 290, can we try that in the cupboard combo? So the board that contains the cutting boards, you type in, you put in 290 into its combination lock, and it opens. Yay, you can now freedom. handle some cutting boards as much as you like. Sweet endorphins. Oh, yeah. Freedom for the cutting boards. <laughs> yes. So there are loads of these cutting boards, and they have loads of knife marks all over them. They're very well used. One of them looks like its cuts on the surface almost have letters. Looks like it says... Very jaggedly burn. Oh, I'm already burned. This is great. <laughs> is, is this something to do with that, that oven you played with? Um, I, ten. I never play with ovens. <laughs> you never play with ovens. You always did as a child. I use them. That oh, oven is very slow to heat up. It normally oh, okay. takes it's like a good hour heating. of prep, so it's not very warm. Oh, yet. maybe we need to burn the recipe. Is that it? Do you think? Maybe that's a special thing. Uh. But, uh well, uh, we, we, if we had the recipe, we could try it. Hmm? Oh, you, you don't recipe, have a recipe. The, the, recipe, the oh. recipe we found for the ravioli. Yeah. Uh, well, that was on a can, board. Can we turn the stoves up? You can absolutely turn the stoves on and they'll get some nice big fires. Sweet. If <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What can we burn? We could burn the chopping boards. Yes, yes, that's very good, brother. <laughs> Shall we start a fire one. in this room without a door? Oh my god, you've said that so many times in your life. <laughs> wait, wait, this should be you saying this. Starting a fire in a room without a door, not me. Yeah, yeah. Do Sister, we have, do you have any input on this one? Do we have any more alcohol somewhere in here? 
Well, <laughs> this maybe, is not a time for but... drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the stoves will do a good enough job on their own. Should, can we throw the cutting sorry. boards onto them? You take the cutting board, just the one that says burn on it will be enough. So normally you wouldn't <laughs> disagree. Com- normally you wouldn't commit such wanton destruction, right? <laughs> but this is Grandmaster Never. Anton's lair. Yeah. Any destruction we can do will cost him valuable money for his business. I'm full of rage. You make a good point. You turn the flames up even higher. You hold this cutting board against it, and pretty soon it turns black with sootiness. It doesn't actually seem to be catching fire itself. So you move it around a bit, get the whole thing done properly, get at different angles, when suddenly the heat makes the entire board crack right in half down the middle. Not only that, something falls out of it, and you have to snatch it out of the air before it hits the flames. Snatch. It's a teeny tiny notebook. I snatch it because I'm already burned, so it doesn't matter. Sure. (laughs) The pages have Grandmaster Anton's handwriting. It seems to contain not full recipes, but little tricks and tips for making existing recipes better. Uh, Can we read what those tips and tricks are? You can take a look. (laughs) Oh, I've got tips and tricks. Font, please. Yeah, really important. Uh, This is uh, italics. Uh, I don't know the font. I'm going to say it's Calibri Body. (laughs) (laughs) Grandmaster Anton, choose as well. Ravioli's special secrets. Lamb needs a wipe with ethanol before wrapping. Finished ravioli needs warm water sprinkled over tops. After assembling, heat on top left stove. Okay. I saw you guys writing that down, so I didn't. Uh, (laughs) I just actually held the pen. You did, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Only only elder brother Ken wrote that down. That's the reason why the dance oh. isn't it? I just, I just wanted to feel a little smarter. Oh, dear. <laughs> Siblings, I think we have to go back and get the ethanol. No, uh, it's in the no, first it's aid a, kit. It's in the first aid kit. Ooh. I yeah. think you're getting ah. confused with ethanol and Ethan again. I understand oh, they yeah. contain almost all the same letters. All of Ethan. Wah, Ethan, all of Ethan. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Shall we go to the first aid kit and get some ethanol? All right, absolutely. And what were you going to do with it? Rub it on some lamb. Cool, you dab it on some of your sous vide lamb. <laughs> Excellent. It... You don't really know what effect this is supposed to have, but it does make it smell kind of nice, you suppose. Can we get one of the pots and put some of that boiling hot water and wait for a little while? Uh, You could do that, but I think we're a little bit pressed for time. How about we mix the cold water with the warm water? You can do that and put all that in one of the pots or one of the glasses that was there. You know, probably don't need too much. And that will give you some nice, perfectly temperatured warm water. Boring. If only we could sprinkle that on the ravioli. Can we sprinkle that on the ravioli? Oh, it's going to be tough. But So you make up some ravioli and you sort of put your fingers in it and just sort of sprinkle over it. Again, you don't know what effect this is supposed to have, but it does kind of make the tops of it look nice and shiny. It looks quite pretty compared to other lamb ravioli that you've made. Um, How about, what's the last thing? Guy who wrote it down, brother? Should we put it in the top left stove? Yeah, let's put it on the top of the stove. Although top left's really ambiguous here. Um, uh, we are standing uh, on top of the ceiling at this point, looking right down <laughs> I mean, on the... That, that, we're very tall is, children. Is there an obvious top left? <laughs> there is an obvious top left. Yeah, we should okay. use that one. That right. one. It's you labeled go, top left. You go to the one that is the obvious top left stove. Ironically, on the bottom right, but it's labeled top left. <laughs> That's the main thing. Classic. You turn it on and you take your beautiful plate of... Grandmaster Anton's special ravioli, and you hold it over it. Look, you have no idea why this completed ravioli meal needs to go onto this stove, not this stove. You don't quite get it, but Grandmaster Anton must have had a reason for his instructions to himself. You turn up the flames, you sit your finished dish on it, and the ingredients seem to react to the heat. 
Suddenly, as if the fire seeps through the plate itself, the food catches a light. It's a brilliant fire. It's unlike anything you've seen in a kitchen before. You don't understand it. You can do nothing but stare. Somehow this combination of ravioli, apple, orange juice, was it orange and apple juice? I can't even remember. (laughs) Water and pure ethanol has just done something magical. And as you watch it, you notice that the flames are making an interesting glow on the nearest wall. There are words written on it in some kind of invisible ink, and the fire is revealing it. You can read every word, and you know this is your grandfather's Bowie Base recipe. Now, who brought a pen? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> with a feeling of immense satisfaction and using your perfect memories, or you take a photo of it with your phone. I mean. We had phones the whole time. Oh. Why did you waste your time with that math? Oh, yeah, look. exactly. And then once you're done with that, I assume you're probably going to throw some water on the wall. You, you, you don't want Grandmaster Anton to have it anymore. I'm going to change it. Oh. oh. No, we're going to burn it. That's why he was always the evil brother. <laughs> and two cups rat feces. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never work it out. If this were any other episode, I would expect the guests to not even bother with the recipe, uh, to mess with the recipe. They just turn all the stoves on and walk out. Um, we were also going to do that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But first, I'm so we open the kitchen the will burn door. down. All that will be left is this wall with a recipe that includes rat feces. Perfect. Can we open the freezer door? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, sibling, dead, sibling dead, huddle. This dead. is this is a democracy in this family, and I think we have to get put this to a vote. Okay. So, who is pro opening the door and saving brother Wait, ethanol? I didn't say saving. Opening the door. Oh, I see. Opening and laughing. Uh, are, giving a chance or putting me up as misery? Are chance. there more steaks on the other side? Uh, there's certainly more um, delicious salmonella chicken for you to eat. This is, this is a good... This is, and I'm in favor of opening the door if it means I can eat more. But. You're overruled. I'm going to need you all to say it. Uh, I am, of course, anti this because our inheritance has just increased by a percentage that I'm not going to work out right now because it's not. Anyway, but anyway, so uh, like, you know, and thing is, we've got this recipe. Our future is great and fine. It's putting it three ways. And also like. okay, I'm anti too. I think he makes a persuasive point. Okay, so you change the recipe, you turn up the stoves and you leave your brother in the broken freezer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, can I try? And with that, you have the most technical success that I've ever had on this show. Well done. Congratulations. Oh, thanks Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so with that, the room is finished. This was a shorter room than we often play. Um, you guys did very well, even when we swapped out brothers. Uh, congratulations. We don't have any other real follow-up. I think we started a little bit late, so I don't know how we are for time. But if anyone wanted to, to make any comments or any questions at the end Were there here, any puzzles that you felt that they were getting much too slowly, that you got well before them? Um, all of the puzzles, <laughs> I suspect. <laughs> um, but if anyone has any comments that they'd like to make or questions, you can raise your hand, and otherwise we'll be done with Up the Game forever. Yeah, we can. <laughs> this well, is still next not year. closing down of the game. No, it's done. <laughs> no, but we're going to burn down the building, aren't we? Nice. And we do that with everything. Where's the alcohol? <laughs> uh, anybody with comments or questions? It all made perfect sense? Yeah. Lovely. Look, if you enjoyed the show, you can find it. It's on iTunes. It's on 
pretty much everything except for Google Play, who refuses to let Australians post on their service. But other than that, you can find it anywhere, or you can go to escapethispodcast.com. Uh, you can also download the games yourself and play them at home if you think it's a fun thing to play. Uh, every game we've played, you can download the full set of notes that Danny is using, uh, and you can run the game for friends or family. We've run a few games uh, for uh, after the fact uh, for aunts and uncles. Um, it was very fun to watch three of my aunties get just a little bit drunk and then very competitive about solving one of these rooms. Uh, but you can find all those online as well at escapethispodcast.com. Wonderful. Yay. Thank, Thank you, you very, so much. Much. very much. You made it through the bad times. You made it through the good. You always knew you 